Today on the Creepcast, we have director Jason Eisner. You probably know him from the time he directed that hobo and went on a vigilante killing spree and saved that hooker and hobo with a shotgun. Uh, but now he's back with a new film, uh, VHS 2, an anthology, which he's no stranger to. He did ABCs of Death before. Uh, so we had a chance to sit down with him, talk about VHS 2 and Alien Invasion. Enjoy. Hey, Jason, how are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking the time to be on Creepcast today. We do appreciate it. Um, before we get oh, into no problem, thank you. yeah, before we get into your new film, um, we actually screened Hobo with a Shotgun here in Kansas City as part of Panic Fest, and we set up like a Hobo with a Shotgun Nerf Nerf Gun Shooting Gallery. And oh, I just wanted, no, you guys did that. Yeah, so I wanted to say thanks for spreading the word on that on Twitter and Instagram and and so on. Thought, thought that was oh, awesome. Oh man, I was so. Ex- I was so excited to see that. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, people loved it. So, but yeah, thanks for spreading the word on oh, that. That's awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and start <laughs> no off with your uh, your new film that you contributed to uh, VHS Two, currently on demand. Um, it's an anthology film. You've been there before with uh, ABC's of Death. Um, for this one, you did a segment uh, that you directed, Slumber Party, uh, Alien Abduction, or Spa, as I've been referring to it, but. I'd kind of like to to think that this is a sequel to Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but unfortunately, that's not <laughs> what we get. We get something a little more violent. Do you want to talk about that for a second? <laughs> um, well, I guess, like, yeah, the um, that movie is definitely, like, kind of, like, within that, within that realm. Like, I, I grew up, like, loving, like, kids' movies, like, Goonies and Monster Squad and Sandlot. Yeah, those are awesome. And, uh, and I've always, like, those are, like, my favorite movies, and they inspired me, like, so much when I was a kid to get outside and, like, build tree forts and get my knees and elbows scraped. <laughs> and so I just, I always wanted to do something that was kind of, like, in that realm and kind of, like, make a serious kids' movie. And, like, even though that, like, you know, maybe kids shouldn't watch it, but if they were, like, me growing up and track down things that they shouldn't watch um hopefully like they could you know connect with it a little bit <laughs> so it's not based off a of personal experience or anything like that what's that sorry oh oh yeah it definitely is like all the all the moments with the kids and them terrorizing their older sister are based <laughs> off moments of me and the writer john davies uh like because i knew him since we were five and so that uh like those moments are all based on actual moments that we did to my sister growing up. So something we could all relate to to some extent. Yeah. Do, do you believe? I mean, you did a, a movie about aliens, but do you believe in aliens? Like, what what kind of form do you believe? If you do believe. Um. Well, when I was a kid, like I loved, like I went through a phase where I like went to like every library and got out every book on aliens and alien abductions and UFOs. I like I saw a fire in the sky when I was probably too young and that like like just messed up. <laughs> like it totally like scared me for like a couple of years. Uh, but it really like intrigued me and just like fed this like fascination with them. And uh, so I kinda like I based the short like all the moments of the aliens on moments of like my childhood fears of them. Like that fear like I was always scared of aliens because of the idea that they could just comfort anyone. It was just, like, kind of random. And that they could just, like, get into your home and, like, take you take you away. And so I kind of based it off of, like, the, the reoccurring nightmares I would have about them when I was a kid. 
No. Uh, but today, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wish that um, my my belief in them was as strong as they were when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> so you still do believe in them a little bit, but do you believe in uh, adult slump slumber parties? How of do you course. feel about that topic? Absolutely. Because it starts to get a little bit man, weird. Still gotta, like, you still got to, I don't know, man. I'm all about that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's still about, like, hanging out with friends, like, all night watching movies and ordering pizzas. Yeah. You talked about kind of growing yeah, up right. on that nostalgia of Monster Squad and that kind of thing. So if I were to tell you to go to your local flea market right now and pick up a VHS tape, Assuming you could get anything that you wanted, what would it be and why? What would it be and why? Any VHS tape? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's almost more about the artwork. <laughs> In a way, like, if I could find that original, like, pit VHS, the pit with the glowing eyeball. Yes. Do you remember that VHS yes. cover? Like one, if I could find one that still works, holy shit! <laughs> that would be like by my bed, like right by my head, like every night. Or like the gate. <laughs> the gate is another one kind yeah. of that I remember the glowing eyes, or something that kind of stuck out to yeah. me as a kid that didn't hold up as an adult um, is the stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It was like yogurt that people ate, and it killed them. <laughs> it was such a bizarre movie, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I love that film. Um, how did you decide with your segment, back to VHS 2 here for for a moment, that you were going to go with the dog's point of view to start out the film and kind of have that found footage um, GoPro on the dog? Was that something that was written into the script, or was that a conscious decision by you? Yeah, it was like we wrote it into the script. It was um, basically like the Christmas before we shot the segment um, – my brother got like a GoPro for Christmas and uh, he attached it to the back of our dog, the dog that we use in the movie. And uh, he just like let him run around the front yard and uh, and he cut it to like some music and it was just hilarious. It was like, I just love that perspective and I've always loved animal perspective movies. Like I'm a huge fan of the Babe films, especially Babe 2 and like the movie The Bear. And so I've always been wanting to do something from an animal's perspective. And uh, and when I saw that, and then I started looking up, like, clips on YouTube and seeing that there's, like, all these people who are attaching cameras to their pets and just letting them walk around their homes or in their backyard. And uh, I just thought it was hilarious. And I just thought, what's if something, like, crazy just, like, happened while they, like, someone had a camera on the, pet, on the back of their pet dog or their, any pet or their cat and, like, something crazy happens and they don't have time to like uh to get it off it's just like they gotta run <laughs> yeah it's funny because it's something that's you know so innocent here you see the dog with the camera and then things get violent pretty quickly and i noticed that the aliens they are violent like right away and they're on the offensive and yeah it is a short so you gotta kind of cut to the chase as far as the antagonist yeah. there but what do you think the motives were because we, you know we can't really see in a short film um, what the motives are as we might with a full full-length feature. So was it to like harvest land or bodies, like the dogs or world domination? Like what is the backstory if you have any behind that? Um, the, the only backstory really that we had for it is that like, these are like, you know, they're aliens that, you know, come from, like they, 
instead of their UFOs like flying above, they're like flying like underwater, <laughs> and uh, and that they're almost like these. They're like a nocturnal alien, like an alien that could like you know survive, live underwater. And uh, as to what they were going to do with the kids, it was just like in the back of my mind, it's just like like I I didn't really want like people to know because when I was a kid, I was terrified of aliens. Part of that fear was like not knowing what they're going to do to me. Like, you know, I've read lots of stories where they do experiments on people and show people weird things and like, you know, but like I was always just scared of like what's the possibility of like what they could do. And I mean, we saw a hobo with a shotgun be a fake trailer made into a full length feature. Would we ever see any of these become a spinoff and, and have a full length feature, even if it's not necessarily named the same thing? Because I would love to see this as a full-length feature to like kind of pull it out more, shot more traditionally, and see what you could do with it. Yeah, the, it's interesting because we we did like afterwards we wrote a treatment for a full feature film like based oh, on awesome. it. Um, but I don't know. It's currently it's not really something that really we've been pursuing. Although like it is my dream to one day like make like the ultimate kids tree fort movie like. <laughs> I just want to make that movie that gets kids, like, back in the woods and, like, building tree forts and, like, fighting each other with sticks and rocks. Yeah. <laughs> your your short film that you did called Tree Venge, um, I hadn't yeah. actually seen that one yet, but I didn't know if that plays off of some of those characteristics you were just telling me or if it's a straight horror movie about the revenge of the Christmas tree. Um... Well, <laughs> yeah, Tree Revenge is kind of like, um, it's more like Gremlins or like Evil Dead 2 in a way, where it's yeah. like very comedic. It's not, there's <laughs> nothing really scary about it, although some people tell me that they can no longer buy real Christmas trees. But uh, I, I uh, it, that was like, um, that was like the first thing we did after we made like our Hobo with the Shotgun uh, trailer, like yeah. the original trailer. And it was like our way to like show people, um, you know, that we're not that we weren't like a one trick pony, and like the trailer was just like a three minute thing that didn't really show you how we work with like a narrative story or like performances with actors. So that was a way to kind of like making that short film is what like paved the road to like making the the hobo with the shotgun feature film. But it's like it has a perspective that is kind of similar to. Um, my VHS segment in that it's like you're seeing Treevenge from the perspective of a Christmas tree <laughs> right. and I'm giving you another perspective from a pet dog. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Uh, before we wrap up, I'm just curious <laughs> if you could pick one of your favorite segments from VHS too and you obviously can't pick your own, uh, which one would you pick? Oh man, it's so hard because like honestly like when I got like when I saw the shorts, like, I was just blown away. I thought, like, everyone, like, really stepped up to the plate and, like, busted their ass and made something really fun. And there's, like, things I absolutely love about, like, every one of them. Uh, so it's really hard to pick one. I, I think, like, for me, like, the biggest surprise and, like, what really got me, like, excited was when I saw, like, Eduardo and Greg's segment, The Ride in the Park. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, when I saw it, I was just so, like, it wasn't what I was expecting from those guys. And uh, when, I just saw, when I saw it, I was just like, holy shit, like, these guys, like, they're, like, 
they're just rocking like amazing action and like this is hilarious like the story's awesome the perspective's wicked and it's got like my favorite moment in all of VHS 2 is when like those it's like the the bicycle couple that the, 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 um, get attacked and turn into zombies and they start eating that guy and uh, they all they both like look up at each other and they're just kind of like munching down <laughs> I don't know if you remember the moment it's kind of yeah, like yeah it feels like an, moment, like a 80s sitcom moment or like an early 90s like sitcom moment where they just kind of stare at each other like it's almost yeah. a joke yeah it was it's pretty funny to be yeah. able to mix in that moment in those characters yeah. and i love it too that it's like it's not really like um it's not really like a horror film in a way that it's like it's like i don't like it is, i don't think people will necessarily find it like too scary but it's like it just showed like to me i was just so excited that that they just made something like really fun within the 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 found footage genre because like the found like the, honestly like the last time I like got into a found footage movie like really got into one was when I saw Blair Witch Project when I was a kid like that right. movie like rocked my world like the first movie I went out and made when I got a camera was called the Blair Witch Duck like <laughs> it was so inspiring and then to see them like come back and then do something like totally different with the the genre and like most of my frustrations with the genre are that like movies like Paranormal Activity where they just bore you to like no end and they yeah. just have shots that do not like push the story forward until like uh, like a sheep flutters and then you're like oh <laughs> wow you know like that's like they filled every single shot like with awesomeness like there's something crazy going on in every single shot yeah it's it is funny because I agree completely with paranormal activity. It's like you could watch the last twenty minutes and it could be a short and be very effective, but they have to drag it out um but yeah, for Blair yeah. Witch, we actually found someone on that writes on the site we actually found an unedited like really early footage of the Blair Witch with like none of the music, none of the editing done yet, and he just had it on v h s and so we just digitized oh, it wow. I'm super excited to watch it. I haven't seen it yet, but um Blair Witch was something that was really inspirational to me and I think all filmmakers to show like, yeah, we can do something low budget, have it be effective. It's just a matter of how you do it. So yeah. It doesn't work all that often, but I think it did work um, on VHS too. I think it was even better than the first. Um, but before we wrap it up, do you have any other projects coming up that horror fans should know about? Um, well, we were like developing like a couple features. Um, it's hard to say, which is going to be like the next one. Um, but like we had been like, we've been writing, uh, we're like on our fourth or fifth draft of, uh, the plague movie, which is based off the, the two bounty hunters from Hobo with the shotgun. Oh, the awesome. two robotic, um, <laughs> yeah, bounty hunters from hell. So yeah, we wrote this whole movie that's like, it's like our masters of the universe movie, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's going to cost some money to make. So I don't know. Hopefully that'll happen soon, but we'll see. <laughs> Are you uh, pitching that to the studio, or is it going to be more of like a Kickstarter type of thing? Um, yeah, it's definitely something we'll have to like pitch to like studios or, I don't know, someone's rich uncle. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I run across any, I'll send them your way. But hey, I want to say uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for being on the Creepcast today. Everyone can check out uh, VHS2, now available on VOD. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, man, take care. Yeah, you too. See ya. Bye-bye.